0: Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Passion. Evolution. Play.
1: Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. This is part two of our series on survival archetypes. I'm Julianne Javeau, an archetypal consultant, and together with my co-host, Story Through Stone founder and teacher, Sendera Quackenbush, we discuss the third and fourth of the core survival archetypes and we hope you find this meaningful to you in navigating your journey during these evolutionary times for the show hello Sandera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hello Julianne. how are you
1: i'm good and you know what i i'm not sitting on my squeaky chair
0: Oh, fantastic! But you know that was you know a fun sort of element because I could tell how excited you were about what you were talking about.
1: I'm squeaking on my chair. <laughs> I it it only took how many episodes for for me to remember. Oh, this chair is noisy. Well, let's sit on a stable chair that doesn't squeak. So um, yeah, we've always been super professional on this podcast. It's something I'm very proud of, Sandera.
0: That's right. Well, we hope to have a conversation today that will make all of your chairs squeak. Uh, So (laughs) get ready because we are going to do part two of our survival archetypes today. And once again, we are so happy and excited to have Julianne Javot here to to share her wisdom with us. Cause you trained under Carolyn Mace. Is that correct? Amongst others. Yeah.
1: My first certification was through Carolyn Mace, um, who really, I think in the late nineties brought kind of archetypes sort of back into the fore with her book, um, sacred contracts. And then about 10 years after that book came out, I, she had a certification program that I went through. It is based on the union union archetypes, um, but she kind of she created her own uh, locus of archetypal work based on um, soul contracts and recognizing a soul contrast based on the archetypal characteristics in you within your own psyche. Um, I continued my education after that, studying more strictly Jungian thought, Jungian archetypal psychology, depth psychology. And then working with a lot of mythology, um, using myth and story uh, with Gene Houston and some other teachers. So that's kind of like the, you know, where I'm kind of, where I'm coming from. It. So it's not strictly Jungian analysis, but really using the power of the narratives of each of these characters. And before that, Carolyn um, used, she called them the survival archetypes. They are universal. Everybody has them. And what's really interesting is, in my practice and also my mentors and the people I worked with, these four survival archetypes, which we were talking about in this episode and the previous one, they they can be really hard to see. Um, so we we can look at them from different viewpoints in relationship to other archetypes. Ironically, um, women can tend to see some of these archetypes a little. They recognize them in ourselves a little bit more. Um, I think because in general, um, the feminine perspective is a little bit closer to earth and the masculine perspective is a little bit more kind of up in the air. We can't get into, It's a whole nother show really talking about sort of how we come at these archetypes, but I guarantee you, they are a part of everybody. They can be at the root of major problems and they're also at the root of major discoveries and change. And the last, um, podcast we talked about the victim and the child the child is the first one we always experience it's it's pretty obvious of what it is in childhood it's the child archetype it's learning discovering your own uh, strengths and weaknesses and the victim is guess what we get hurt that archetype pops up um we all get hurt we all have to heal from wounds or we don't heal from wounds um it's you know we we could do hours on each one of these archetypes which is It's a it's a big challenge for me to (laughs) just encapsulate and relate them. So in this, the other two, so we have the child and the victim and the relationship of the child to the sovereign we talked about, sort of that the the king queen, that part of us that is in charge, responsible for ourselves and responsible then for our care and concern of others. And then the victim is Related to healing, but also strengthening and learning from the things that happen in our lives. Um, The next two, so we can uh, look at them elementally, these two that we are going to talk about today. The saboteur, who has its relationship with the magician, which we talk about because of the tarot card, um, is more about the air. It's very much related to thought. And then we have the prostitute archetype and its relationship with the lover. So they're separate archetypes, but everything kind of has its own relationship with another one that's easier to see sort of the light side. So if I said prostitute archetype, most people would go, there is nothing good about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing empowering <laughs> about that. That is not true. but um, it can be difficult. So if we also look at it in relationship to the lover, um, we'll get a better understanding of what the, um, not just the pathological side, but the possibility side of it, the empowered side of it in the lover. So those are four major archetypes we all have and we all work with. Um, I'll be relaunching my art. I have archetypist.com, which is my kind of the blog that I set up over a decade ago to talk about archetypes and stuff. I'm relaunching it in the next couple of weeks. You can still go to archetypist.com, click on the core, the core archetypes to learn more. Um, and I will be re- I'm in the process of redoing that website. Um, so if links are broken now, I'm sorry. It's still there. There's still a lot of stuff, but, um, all of these patterns really have, they bear a good amount of working with them. They can be super helpful. Um, and in this time, everyone's, we're being challenged to change, right? The pandemic's happening. Um, Black Lives Matter. Pe- more and more people are, are realizing just how unjust much of our world is when it comes to people who are not white. So huge amounts of things are being um, dealt with. And so if we look at the parts of ourselves in relationship to these archetypes, I think they can be really, really helpful for tools for ourselves. And so the saboteur, I'm just going to dive into that one really quickly. Uh, saboteur, the word itself is French. You can say the way, the way I'm saying it. Saboteur.
0: Saboteur.
1: Um, related to sabotage, uh, meaning the, the willing destruction of something sabot uh is a french word for it's kind of like a peasant boot an old fashioned peasant boot but the word came from that to just literally just kick something down um to break it to sabotage something the you know there's a a, a lot of the narrative around the original um how that word came to be was you know the the bad the factory owners were um, basically treating their treating people as slaves, treating them very poorly. And so the people who worked there sabotaged the factory. They, you know, willingly, you know, destroyed things and said, no more, you are not going to make profit from us. We're done. Um, and that, you know, we can see how certain things absolutely have to be sabotaged in the culture. So that's the outward-facing narrative of, yeah, sometimes things need to be sabotaged. They've gone on too long, and things need to happen. I'm not talking about throwing bombs. I'm not talking about actual violence. But, like, to put this in the context of Black Lives Matter, of the fact that, like, you know, injustice is just, you know, we've done this how many times, and big changes haven't happened. But so that the idea of there is a limit that we reach and say, no, no more. This this needs to be completely redone. Um, Saboteur is also related to the destroyer archetype. So it doesn't have to be about actual physical violence. It can be about the realization that a change needs to come, a change needs to happen.
0: The uh, image that comes to mind as you talk about this is the falling of... Uh, either the intentional takedown of monuments or you know, the desecration of, of monuments by protesters right now. And so uh, that was a big part of my digestion of the news in the past week was um, seeing uh, statues and things like that of, of many different kinds related to racism and not um, being destroyed. And I think it's an interesting big cultural question right now, do we need to completely level everything to create a more just world? Um, Do we learn the history behind uh, the things that we're looking at day to day, or do we add to those things we're looking at day to day to make them more uh, equitable? Um, So uh, the the sabotaging of statues definitely seems like it's it's forefront in the the eyes and minds and hearts of, of people in the United States at the moment.
1: Agreed. This is a really excellent point. And so the, the saboteur, the way I think about the saboteur to bring this on to a more personal individual level, if we have these four survival archetypes and they're called the like the four legs to the table of how we move through life and deal with both problems and, you know, dreams, right? So individually, you know, I, I reference the saboteur is the head. So, you know, we've had the heart, the body, and the soul. The saboteur is really a lot about thought. And this is as it's taken in the individual. So the, you know, uh, how we think about things, how we structure our thoughts and the narratives that we choose to believe, um, what's true and our own self-esteem around things. So a really simple idea of the saboteur um, in its, you know, you want to do something. So I want to take off 10 pounds, for example. <laughs> I never want to do that, but so for example, a diet, like the, the saboteur is the mind part that can really get us organized and think about things rationally in the cool light of, of logic. Um, But at the same time, it it can, so that can be the empowered part of just really thinking through the practical steps of what do I do to lose 10 pounds? That's fantastic. We need that. It's good to be logical about things. And, you know, what are our choices for that? But at the same time, it's also the saboteur, the pathological disempowered part of the saboteur is, Oh, I don't have to do that today. I'll just sabotage my plan. I'll just be like, oh, well, I'm not going to run the half hour or walk the, do whatever the thing is that, that, that same archetype helped me create. I can also destroy it. So it's, it's also in a way the part of us can overthink a problem that can, that can just be fiercely only rational, but rational about things. So it's, so you can see if, if, it's the same pattern dealing with our self esteem. It can either bring it up and empower it, or bring it down by just not doing that today. Um, it's very mindy. It's very thinky, 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 and so it can be a difficult one to try to deal with in and of itself. So I, I always throw in with it the attendant archetype. It's a different archetype, but super, super helpful because they're really similar. Is the magician or the alchemist, and then those are two archetypes that are, you know, the Venn diagram really crosses over a lot between those, but as we know, the magician, the magician is studied, right? The magician understands illusion. What is an illusion in the story? So if my saboteurs, you know, I came up with my like plan, and you know, the magician part's like, it's not realistic. (laughs) Getting up and running for an hour every day might not be realistic for your life. So there's the like, what illusions am I, you know, what are the things that I've set up in my plan? And I use weight for myself because it's, you know, a lifetime thing. Um, and it's where I can see myself to are helpful and not helpful at times. But the magician, as we've talked about it, is the uh, understanding of seeing illusions and going, okay, that's not. That's not realistic and bringing it kind of back down to something real, you know, that involves the heart, that involves a a bigger commitment than just the brain going, yeah, great idea. Um, But it's also like the magician's wand is a symbol of focus and also knowing that it's going to take time. You know, the magician didn't learn their tricks overnight. They didn't watch a video and then learn them immediately. They know that it's part of a longer process and that that entire process is important So that's kind of an example of how it can be helpful or we can see it working in ourselves. And some characters I wanted to pull in from film um, that really embody the saboteur, both sides of it that are brilliant, but also kind of like get in their own way. Um, They're kind of old. I'm sorry. I haven't rewritten a lot of my stuff. (laughs) But um, if anyone remembers Sex and the City, very 90s show, Miranda was all about the brain. And when it came to her love life, I mean, she was a lawyer. She's super smart. But she got in her own way a lot. Um, But not always. There were times when she could use the saboteur part of herself to separate herself, to not Take things personally, so she's a really good example of how you can see both things happening. You know, where you're a little overly logical, but also at certain times that can that part of us, that brainy, mindy part, can be really helpful um, to protect us, but also open us up to the truth of something. There was an entire book called "He's He's Just Not That Into You" that came from an episode where Miranda realized, don't take it personally if he's not calling me back. He's not calling you back. Well, let him go. <laughs> There's people who like you. And then characters like Hermione Granger from Harry Potter, uh the same thing. She's wicked smart. Um and the but she can come off as a know it all and she disconnects from relationships because she just thinks she has to know everything. I'm not like Hermione at all. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: love it it's very <laughs> magical <laughs> it's
1: the big okay. hair I,
0: something's just coming to me and maybe this comparison um, has been posited before but the the four survivals um, seem to like they might parallel the four functions of uh union theory the the thinking feeling intuition and sensate mm-hmm. and um and so, let me just say that again, because my phone rang. the thinking, feeling, intuition, and sensate, so you 're talking about thinking as the saboteur, uh, and I know we 'll also talk about the prostitute later today, maybe feeling uh, the child and in intuition and the mm-hmm. victim and sensate the body um, has has that uh comparison ever been made this magical four
1: yeah, absolutely, and in fact. Um, my evolution in thinking about these archetypes, because quite frankly, you know, when, when I worked with, I worked with mainly women just because, but not, I mean, it was like 60, 40, 70, 30, working women to men clients, or, you know, uh, those gender identified people and they're sort of coming at things. Women, if you said the saboteur, the prostitute, the child, and the victim, nobody argued. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, I can see all that. And that kind of comes back to my point earlier. But with with guys, frequently it would be like, no, 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 no. Prostitute archetype, there's no way. There's no way that I could ever embody that pr- archetype. Just no. And then I'd say, um, have you ever taken a job and not gotten paid what you felt you were worth? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, well, and do you say at that job? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, then let's talk about the prostitute archetype. So there like how 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 does the your how do you accept the presence of these patterns in your life is kind of like a first thing of you know how how much are they in the shadow for you? Um and again using things like uh coming at them from an elemental directive. Or from a this is more about emotion, this is more about thought, the attendant other archetypes that basically kind of slide in with them. So with the victim, the victorious or the warrior. So like those are a little a lot easier to talk about. Being a super meta person myself, I, I was like they're separate, but they're just related. <laughs> but you can you can probably work with one. If you bring the other one with it, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like this one's, this one might be hard to swallow. So let's just bring this other one with it because they are so related to each other. And my thinking evolved based on how I was working with my clients, how much I was observing was in the shadow with them. So you kind of have to come at it from another, another angle, but it's still legitimate. So if you say that the, um, the soul or the intuition part is the child a little easier to deal with the same thing with the victim warrior. You've got the body, you know, there's an element of fire in there and that's why I'm redoing my website so I can have people relate to it on multiple levels, you know, that are probably going to be a little bit more easier to, to understand and reflect on your life without doing a huge deep dive into shadow. So mind and thought, that's the head, that's the element of air that's, the um, saboteur and the magician and then the heart emotions, water, you know, uh, lover, prostitute, those more about feeling. I'm just sensing. And I did at a certain point when clients had taken the Myers-Briggs personality test, you know, INFP. Mm -hmm. Um, If they'd taken that, I could... I could see the kind of results of that and see where potentially where their greatest strengths and their biggest weaknesses would be in relation to the, the, uh, you know, with, you can't say that someone's introvert, extrovert relates um, specifically because it can be related to all of these, but the other answers to that, the sensing, judging feeling of like where they are in that so yeah they're all related and the field the field of archetypes is such that it's it is a massive beautiful
0: kaleidoscope
1: Mm. that has specificity but it also has relationships
0: absolutely Um, and this this also uh you know, corresponds to astrology. If in, if you're into that, air is with thinking and the saboteur, water, feeling and the prostitute, fire, intuition, the child, earth, sensei, and the victim. Um, we just uh, came out of the period of Gemini, which is my birthday month. And uh, <laughs> happy birthday. Always, if you've ever seen Sid Fisher's uh, um, astrological songs and dances which are absolutely hilarious we'll have to post the link but um i relate with that gemini song so much and (laughs) and and i think there is a big saboteur element to the gemini in terms of like one of the lines in the song is you know Jack of all trades, master of some <laughs> or none, <laughs> depending on a good day or a bad day. But I feel like as a Gemini air person, thinker, overthinker, I'm also a feeler too, but that the the number of possibilities that I want to embrace in my life just can sabotage choosing one, right? And it's just like, it, it can be pretty overwhelming. There's so much to do out there, so much to love, so much to enjoy. Um, it's it's pretty wild. So uh, the, that sabot- saboteur element in the air sign, I've, I really feel it.
1: You brought something up that is exactly on target. So the saboteur could be, oh my God, oh my God, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. We are in a time of a lot of people being overwhelmed. We've got the pandemic. We've got this like resurgence and remembering that a huge portion of our fellow humans are not treated as equals. So, um, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming emotionally. It's overwhelming in a lot of ways, but, um, and I'm only going to speak to white people here. Don't be overwhelmed. (laughs) Don't, be scared and I know our last podcast we put out our little mini one just kind of pointing out some ways and that's just like don't let yourself be sabotaged into all of the feels that come up the oh my god am I racist oh oh, oh," you know there's lots of things there's there's investigation that needs to happen don't be overwhelmed don't let that part of you that gets like too much in my head stop you from doing anything. That's super, super dangerous. And then you brought up um, that there's too many options. Well, that's when I bring in the attendant archetype of the alchemist or the magician. So we've talked about the magician of being able to see through illusions, to parse through what is just a screen put in front of you. And the saboteur does that. The saboteur will be like, nope, too difficult. Screen goes up. And the magician goes okay where's the illusion here where's the lie that i'm telling myself what's the lie that culture are telling me so the magician has an ability to see through stuff and to get to where the real magic is right to get beyond the overwhelm into the real ma- magic and I, I use the word i also bring an alchemist it's very similar to the magician but the alchemist experiments they put things together to create something new and they're willing to experiment they have the vulnerability to experiment to see how this goes and one can apply that to their own overwhelm as well Um, there's something very scientific about the alchemist but there's something also Mm. that acknowledges magic right and magic Mm -hmm. is always to me it's always relational and I know we have more than a few witches who listen to us and they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so there are ways to work with the, you know, when this brings something that's difficult to us, it's got something related to it. That's going to help us out of it. It's the beauty of all of these archetypes is they can, they can bring us low and then they can bring us back up. And um, the relational aspect of it is really, really important. What happens when each of these survival archetypes, when we're spinning in one of them on our own, um, that can be problematic. <laughs> we need to, you know, identify it. And again, on the, if, we, if people want to go back to the last podcast in the show notes, I outline ways to work with it, the acronym of RAIN, R-A-I-N, to recognize what it is. It's, I see each of these patterns as um, a nutshell an acorn of intelligence and thought and empowerment if we work with them if we can take the time to acknowledge them sometimes that's all they want is to be acknowledged um so go back to the show notes maybe i'll copy it again for these show notes too to how do you work with these as they come up Um, and you can see it's your relationship to yourself and also the relationship to the world um, which brings us to the next one. We don't have a ton of time today, but uh, I don't want to leave this one out. the The heart, the prostitute. I know, tough word. It's a difficult word. I've wanted to rename it forever, but if- wait,
0: uh, Julianne, can we take a pause sure. to hear message from our uh, sponsors, Keen? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Oh, I was just going to cut it in later. I was going to figure that no, out. No,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm making a, a, a joke.
1: Oh. Yeah. oh, yes. Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor.
0: <laughs> I know what you're about to talk about is very worthwhile, but I think we need to put this first.
1: Let's... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You'll understand why we're laughing in a second.
0: <laughs> All right. Anyway, fire away.
1: So, just a quick minute. Want to say thanks to our sponsor, Keen is the world's largest online network of spiritual advisors, providing quality love and relationship advice, psychic advice, and tarot readings since 1999. And as you and I both know, you know what are the three most popular topics for people to use tarot cards, divination, whatever they are: love, their money, and their career um and a lot of these folks listed on there those are their specialties so you know and and it doesn't have to be about those subjects these uh their experience doing all different kinds of readings um they don't do medical readings uh that's like a legal thing no legal advice stuff like that but um, most of us are you know our questions are generally around those three categories love money and career and um something that I found is I think they're really dedicated to making sure that they get you a quality reading uh, within a really reasonable amount of time because every charge is by the minute. And so, Sundara, I shared it with you. Something that I thought was really cool that everybody who reads tarot for themselves or for our friends can use this this method. So do you want to share with us a little bit about what um, is on Keen's website about yes. doing a clear so, reading?
0: This is how to use the STAR method, which is a really nice uh, way to break it down into what makes a good reading and what to bring to that reading. So a clear and direct question paves the way for a great meeting. Uh, so the S in star is the subject. What do you want to know from the reading? Keen readers can't provide medical info, legal matters, financial planning, or gambling. The T is for timing. It's best practice to limit timing of questions to one year. Questions with built-in timelines yield, yield clearer answers, like in six months. A is for asking be direct in what you're asking about and the r is relationship to you how does the situation relate to you avoid asking about how how it relates to you <laughs> yeah
1: and we're asking questions about other people's relationships that when, um, you know, I'm sure people who do readings for people all the time, you know, they will get people going, oh, tell me about these people's relationships. Like, in none of your business. <laughs> like, no, you can have a question about, you know, how it, something might relate to you. But don't be asking questions about other people's relationships, only about how sort of you're involved in it. And that's just, that's just really good advice, right? Be clear in your subject be clear about timing. Some readers are like, I don't do timing. Others are, but I think if you're like, you know, like, does it look like maybe we will, I will meet someone in the next five months, the next six months. If you give it that, that can be, that could be really, really helpful. And then, yeah, just be, be really, don't beat around the bush, be direct. Say, I'm asking about this and then how it's, in relationship to you. So it's it's your question for yourself or a relationship to other other folks. So I thought that was pretty cool. So our listeners can get um, their first five minutes for just five bucks if they go to trykeen.com slash archetypal and to get that five minutes for just $5. And again, trykeen.com Slash Archetypal, and that's for all new users of Keen. So we say big thanks to them for stepping in and being our sponsor of the show. Drum roll, please. Oh, the prostitute. Okay, it's it's a word with so much negative capability in it, but it really is how we negotiate our self worth and our integrity. Having integrity. Um, It's very emotional. It's a very emotional kind of thing. What am I worth? The example I used is like in a job, you know, like, is my time worth this amount of money? Um, What will, what will I get? You know, there's a, there's the transactional relationship, um, but also just your worth. You know, are you worth, if you're somebody who is, who wants to be in a relationship and isn't in a relationship, like a romantic partnered relationship, um, that can come in and can be really, really huge, you know, kind of, are you worth it? Do you feel like you're worth, you know, risking yourself to meet, to go out there and meet new people and potentially, you know... That risk that vulnerability you know are, it's are you working like oh no not worth it or maybe you're in a relationship that you is not working but you stay in it because maybe you think you're not worth going out there you don't know what you your identity is tied up in it so you know the prostitute is like that, that word is like that's, that's harsh but at the same time it's shocking but maybe it needs to be shocking maybe you need to go hey wait a minute what am i worth what, what do I, what, what's going on here? How do I understand, you know, there's some unconscious parts of me that, you know, I need to get in touch with to kind of like understand what's going on here. And it's, you know, what, what is your time worth at a job? There's again, all those things people talk about in readings, you know, career, money, love, um, getting an understanding of how you relate to, relate to your own worth, how is that measured do you let other people tell you what you're worth it's diff- it's a difficult thing but everyone everyone faces it and i bring in the lover archetype frequently because you can look at the most empowered part of the prostitute knows their worth and they they love giving and they realize that when they take care of themselves they They're not handing anything over. You know what I mean? The love is is flowing through them. There's no limited supply and they're able to give it. They're able to share and be vulnerable and give in a relationship without emptying themselves out and feeling like they've got no more worth. So culturally, we can see this a ton, kind of the, the character, you know, to do sex in the city. Charlotte is a really good example of being that kind of meek. like, Oh, I'm not really worth it. And she kind of gets into relationships when she's not really in love, but it's really nice having a boyfriend kind of thing. And, um, my, my teacher, one of my mentors used, uh, I mean, like in Harry Potter, he would use Hagrid. Hagrid is super sweet, right? But he doesn't think much of himself. He doesn't have a lot of self worth but he's just a big smush he's a love um so we can see that part of ourselves as well it's very it kind of moves it's a very watery emotional like of of dealing with things and it's a core part of everybody of how do we have our own sense of self-respect um and our and our worth especially in relationships
0: I remember you did a pretty brilliant breakdown of the animated movie up and all of the characters in that movie could be seen through the lens of the survival archetypes. And I think it was the Doug. It
1: was Doug. Yeah. Doug. (laughs) I mean, he's just like, whoa! I mean, just super sweet, right? There's that part of us that is, you know, we don't have to associate it with being ignorant or dumb or anything like that, but, but it is, it's notable that these characters they're not overdone by the saboteur. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's without a ton of the saboteurial aspect to them. They're all heart. They're all love. They're all just service. Like, I want to help. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you can, you can see it in pretty much every movie. These are all, you know, the four survival archetypes can be seen in pretty much every major character. Um, another, uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, more references to these specific archetypes and and how you can see the four i mean the wizard of oz is like all four are there super clear harry potter the same thing uh there's a movie called the way it was like a, a indie release but it's a really really beautiful movie that is almost a retelling of of wizard of oz but it's the camino de santiago the um that walking trail in spain that's like hundreds of miles long and people are on a journey together and they end up kind of accidentally becoming this little group walking this path together, very spiritual in a, it's a movie. So they're not talking about spirituality, but it's deeply spiritual. So I'll link to that. my One of my mentors has a whole class on how to watch that movie and see these archetypes. It's it's pretty brilliant. Um, to me, the most important part about trying to stuff two giant archetypes into a 40 40- five minute or a half hour recording is just, these are just jumping off points. These are things that we can see in our lives um, and recognizing them and acknowledging this is a part of who we are and that consciously working with them gives us a lot more opportunities and a lot more connection points in our lives. So um, that's why we talk about the prostitute and the lover together. (laughs) because. Who really wants to just talk about the prostitute part of ourselves? Um, And this isn't, you know, in denigration of anybody who does sex work and things like that. I didn't come up with these names. That is what they're called from that. So um, just how do we negotiate our self-worth for ourselves and our relationships?
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Julianne, for that. Um, I think we're just a little little bit more on the path to surviving this period of time when we can um, spend some time with these archetypes. So really, really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: kind of like they're there. Um, We can work with them consciously or we can kind of let them control us, which is something. um, And I know for me, I actually have not spent a lot of time Netflix binging and stuff like that. It's just not been my thing but um there and I, i so i wanted to put more references in but i will i will make a couple of prescriptions for people who are interested in all four of these archetypes um specifically the two we've talked about today i think um the reboot of queer eye i think is a really really good example of these five men who go and help people deal with all four of these all four of these archetypes they are there okay. to help to help show people who they are, show them the empowered part of each of these, even though they're not using the words. But if you watch Queer Eye, the, the reboot, I think there's five seasons of it now, um, can be really, really empowering. And I think it's, it's a very sweet show. It can, it's a feel-good kind of thing. And they are really working with all of these survival archetypes. Not saying the words, but that is what they're working on of how people see themselves. Yeah. So that's kind of like my little cheat code. Just watch some Queer Eye for a while. I know I always feel better. Uh, (laughs) And they are, you know, it's funny because there's five of them. And I'm like, oh, do I relate each one of them to a specific, you know, I think Jonathan and Tan kind of work with the lover prostitute. That's not specifically themselves, but that's kind of what they're coming in to help with. Um, but again, it's very fluid. Um, Karamo is really, really great with getting with the saboteur, finding out the sabotage spots and working with people, um, you know, but but so that I think can be really empowering. And then there's a film. Sorry, if these are all on Netflix, I'm not promoting them, but it's just kind of how I imbibe a lot of visual films and TV, but there's a really sweet uh, teenage uh, romantic comedy or film um, called the half of it, which just crushes my heart in the best possible way. It's super sweet. It's all about friendship. It's all about learning who we are. There's a little Sereno de Bergerac uh, Roxanne thing happening throughout it, but it's, it's very sweet. It's, it's, it's kind of like that youthful part of us and all four archetypes are, are at play in it. it. Just in a really beautiful way. It's really, really sweet. Um, so, that's a film called The Half of It. And it's on Netflix and also um, Queer Eye. I'm going to put notes and stuff in the show notes so people can check that out. Um, and I feel like my saboteur is going, How can you possibly do a good job at all four of these in just two episodes? So, <laughs>
0: just, just recognize that.
1: <laughs> Cram them well, all in.
0: You have gotten us an excellent dose. Uh, Looking forward to what's next. So we're watching the world. We're we're seeing what's happening. Uh, We we love your requests as usual. So if there's something on your mind, uh, something you would like us to cover or talk about, we would love to hear about it.
1: Absolutely. Get a hold of us on the socials or the email. Until next time.
0: Until next time. I Love you.
1: Love you. Thanks for listening. We know you could have done something else with the last, oh, I don't know, 40 minutes of your life. But we're super glad that you spent it with us. Check out our show notes for links and resources. And as always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, at Podcast. And huge, ginormous, gargantuan thanks, mahalo, to our patrons, Peter, Kat, Richard, Juniper, and Rash of State Woke Tarot. We appreciate their friendship and support forever. And thanks to our sponsor, Keen, you can get your five minute reading for just $5 by visiting trykeencom archetypal. And this podcast is produced by Both And Media, and our theme music is by The Lunar Group. Until next time, aloha.